Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent breed is people! TalkSTL.com Real Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 234. Have you been and working out on that bike to get through that thing without, I, without a breath? I bike? have. <laughs> yeah. that? Pretty good. That's Which yeah. class have you taken yeah. last? What was your most recent spin class? B- bi- bike. Bike. <laughs> Excite bike. P- Excite bike. Yeah. Is that one? Paperboy? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Watch out! That last dog's five, coming. Last five minutes of ET. Yeah. You, you guys remember? Speaking of Paperboy, you guys remember the Back to the Future game on NES? Please tell me you played that. No, Absolutely. I was thirty when that came out. Yeah, I remember it. Well, but so anyway, so the guy, the guys walk across the street with a glass pane. They've got like the you know the, it's the old school. It's the old the, trope. Yeah. So yeah. you've got a guy. So Marty's hoverboarding, skateboarding, whatever, down the street, and these guys are walking back and forth with their glass pane, <laughs> but they're like just bouncing back and forth, like. What are you guys doing? That's not even real. Just go to just the house. The, yeah, and then and then if you walk by a bumblebee, a bumblebee chases yeah. you. Like it was not a good game. I mean, it was almost as oh, bad as that Friday the Thirteenth game. Oh, that game was bad. Yeah. And Jaws, Jaws was bad yeah. too. It's more fun than that. Yeah. But. So anyway, I, I know NES games—they're so fun. Yeah. I've talked about. This, I aged out of video. You games. did, yeah. It's like they, I was in that weird gap to where they didn't keep up with kids, and then by yeah. the time they got advanced enough. They were too difficult to get back into. Yeah. I'm like, I would, I nothing. You're, you're the joystick. Nothing will ever top the Atari Atari 2600 joystick. Nothing. Except for the Nintendo controller. No, <laughs> always great practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and you know that's how you do. If you wanted to freshen things up, you would play Atari left handed. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> left handed. <laughs> Feels like somebody else is doing it. Yeah. yeah. If you played Cubert, you would have to turn it uh, sideways. Is that like in the True, game for real? For real. Like if oh. you played Cubert, because the joystick, you would hold it like up, down, right, left, right? right? And on Cubert, the way he jumps on the for to you it's would like 3D. have you would flip it, you would cock uh, it on an angle so it would look so it would it would it almost would it would mirror, look like a diamond yeah, instead of yeah. a square. Because he yeah. scales like diagonally uphill. Right, right. And that's how you would work the joystick. I never if you, got that game. If you played Cubert. I never understood how to play that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ever. So, uh, so anyway, it, it is a uh, a special treat for you, a special Thanksgiving time treat. Yes, you've had your turkey, or you're having your turkey. Whenever we decide to finally post <laughs> the episode, Thanksgiving uh, was great this year, guys. I got was. so full; the turkey was plump, <laughs> juicy, delicious. Uh, so, if you if you're full up on turkey. How about a deep fried taco? How right? about a deep fried There's taco? There's always room for a deep fried taco. How about taco? a deep fried turkey taco? Oh, Ooh. how about that? Mm-hmm. Turkey tacos. Yeah. Never had one, but yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot. Look, man, you, you have so many leftovers. You can only eat a turkey sandwich so many turkey times. Turkey taco, turkey <laughs> burrito, yeah. turkey and you eggs. you got to do something <laughs> else. <laughs> so unfortunately, we, we are down one. Let's go around the, the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. So we are we are down uh, we're we have a man down. Man down. He's uh Blake's off. not here today. He's yeah. <laughs> he's off. Yeah, Dan's out with Blake making salsa for the holidays. Turkey salsa. Turkey, Turkey salsa. salsa. Yeah. And uh, o- or uh, is it like raspberry uh, compote? What, what's this? Uh, give me the cranberry. Cranberry. Yeah. I don't eat oh. it. At, I don't eat it at Thanksgiving. There's so. no part of that that I like. Yeah. No. I don't like the canned no. stuff. I don't like the no. real stuff. <laughs> I don't do any cranberry. Sam. Cranberry salsa. Ugh. 
Yeah, I'm I'm just meat and potatoes. Right. Uh, I know that shocks you. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. It depends on who. Like my grandmother had makes stuffing from like White Castle. I burgers. don't want to eat her either. Oh, well, that's up to you. Oh, <laughs> that's all. That's your call. I don't. You know, <laughs> well, Tom, whatever you want to do. It's if fine. there's one thing we know about Tom, he is a salt of the earth. You know, country boy, <laughs> grew up on a farm. You know, meat killed and his own turkey. Yeah, <laughs> with my <laughs> bare hands, <laughs> grew his own potatoes, yeah. carrying sacks of grain, <laughs> using his own poop. <laughs> What uh, I oh, that was, no, that is that from, the Martian yeah, joke? The Martian. Yeah, no. Oh, I see. So, uh... <laughs> I was like, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a callback, damn it. Yeah, that was... Uh, that that was, was something. So, uh, uh, real quick, shameless plug, don't forget, we're available on iTunes, where you can go and rate and review and subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously. We greatly appreciate it. So, uh, nice. there. Got that out of the way. Oh, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. You can go there. That's where you can share... The show with your friends and you so, know you want to you know you want and talk to us let us know what yeah. you like about the show if you're a long-term time listener you know uh what do you miss about the show if there's any <laughs> callbacks li- are you dating the listeners <laughs> long long time yeah i think no, i'm a long not, time not but long either term. way i mean this <laughs> is love a, you long time <laughs> yeah. yeah come on now but uh yeah let us know what you think and uh if there's any suggestions or something we should bring back like a paul walker joke or you know anything you might miss <laughs> i'm sure joe has them at the ready i'm so ready to rock you, and roll if, if he gets them you know requested yeah i'll just yeah so for new listeners that aren't familiar with a deep fried taco uh dan coined the phrase he did and it's basically something that's bad you know it's bad and you still enjoy it anyway now we're not talking about campy movies or cult movies that you enjoy ironically right movies like mon- that, the monster squad like monster squad yeah. is so oh, bad that you, you know enjoy both of you. <laughs> yeah, no, Monster Squad definitely counts. Because yeah. it's a bad movie. But it's he not still, a bad movie. But he still enjoys it. So. Uh, we, got, we got more love for oh, that I one. On you don't enjoy it ironically? I thought people know it's bad and they enjoy it just because it's ironic. No. No, it's supposed no. to be a movie that's that's bad, that people uh, people think that critics didn't like, the public didn't <laughs> like, but you still enjoy it. I not, didn't know anyone actually enjoyed it. Uh, not according to our Facebook wall, a bunch of people enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Thought it was like a mystery science theater type thing where people just make fun of it, and that's uh, all they want. No, it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Nah, oh, nah, okay. Nah. So uh, you learn so, something every day. Right? Yeah. So that's what a deep fried taco is. So in the past, I know the deep fried tacos I picked. I picked Ishtar. Yeah. And, oh yeah, uh, you did. Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Neither of them are. No. Or loved movies, I but I enjoyed I, them. Not ironically, I straight up liked yeah, them. I think I did uh, Con Air. Yeah, and uh, I guess maybe Monster Squad. I think you did because you Monster were just, Squad was one. you were just yeah. Jones in the talk. About I was it. nobody else to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I chose <laughs> little. Ha- little did I know. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't know how to break it to you, but. Um, it was your make a wish. You <laughs> Oh no. You have you have you have feline aids and uh no, it's I don't know how I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Explains those scratch marks. It does, yeah. Yeah. I believe I chose hackers and then what Mortal Mortal Kombat was <laughs> my second one. That sounds right. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what I chose. So uh um so anyway, so that is a deep fried taco. So uh we will talk about that this this week. Yeah. All right. So who would like to go first? Not me. Oh, not me, apparently. So, um, I'm a huge fan of The Crow. I think I love that property. I love the comic book. I love that. That movie was my first introduction to and that character. Almost every week you eat it. Uh, every true. single week. Yes. I am constantly eating crow. Um, I was always more of a servo guy. <laughs> I don't know. What about you? I like Cambot. Oh, good mm. call. Yeah. Yeah. There would be no show without Cambot. That's true. There wouldn't be a show. You wouldn't see a thing. No, it's all That's, her. You know it's all what? because of her. See? Underappreciated. Yeah. I'm a thinker. You are. Yep. Yeah. Good job. That was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 reference, in case anybody doesn't know that. I would think the bulk of our <laughs> fan base so. would, would connect so. the dots, but yeah. Uh, so, I 
realize that you know brandon lee uh passed away during the making of that movie which in a scene that i thought that i so for the longest time i always thought it was that boardroom scene where he's standing on the table and he's going after the last guy from the gang it's not that's the scene where he like comes home to, into the apartment it's the scene right? where, yeah that guy yeah. just passed away the actor that shot he him shot and killed him, yeah. him just yeah. passed away he said that he never got over that i don't it, i mean I how mean, could you, know, you oh i know and it's not like he obviously didn't mean to it was a total accident but like he is forever the guy that he killed, killed the trigger yeah. yeah and it just uh, it would and it's be not terrible. like he even loads the gun like no, the, right? the no, prop master yep. would hand him the gun no, but like how so, are yeah. there real bullets on a set i see i always thought that it was that there was something that was Foul play? Like, or, no, no, I mean that's always the story with, because with Chevy Chase, yeah, and Goldie Hawn, <laughs> yeah, it's because like his dad died kind of mysteriously. Um, so I guess I always thought that there was a a a blockage in the barrel of the gun, and when that second bullet went, like the second, oh, like it pushed it, it, it out, pushed it, it wasn't out. a real, oh, I and see. that's how it. Yeah, I don't think it was a real bullet, like a shrapnel, I, some kind of. Yeah, like there was yeah. something else inside the barrel of that gun that came. There out. was a guy in the eighties on a TV show. I think it was called Cover Up. Okay, and uh, and the premise of the show. Keep in mind, it was the eighties. <laughs> Things were different, kids. Yeah. <laughs> and the premise of the show was that they were like male models, but also spies. So Charlie's Angels with dudes, kind of. Okay, and uh, are like detectives or something. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, it's like uh, the new uh, Amazon pilot, Jean Claude Van Johnson. Is that a thing? That's the premise behind that. Is he show. in it? <clears throat> Jean Claude Van Damme stars as Jean Claude Van Damme. Code name Jean Claude Van Johnson. He's an actor in Hollywood named Jean Claude Van Damme, who's a you know eighties action star, but he's really a secret agent. Oh my god! And it's fantastic. He's he's so self aware. It's so he's well fi- written. He has figured out a, a sort of way to revitalize his or career. to come back. Yeah, yeah. Like JCVD was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the show is funny, but it's also up against the Tick, which was funny. Oh. And I want to see more of. So I think. I mean, I I, wish, in, in theory, I guess Amazon could greenlight more than one pilot. But the premise is you vote for one. Are they the one with the Jeffrey Tambor show? Is that them? Parenthood. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Transparent. 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 Sorry. Yeah, Parenthood's yeah. the other one. They do yeah. have okay. that. Yeah. So I hope that the Jean Claude Van Johnson and the Ticket greenlit. You know, hopefully there's enough behind both of them. But um, yeah, it's really good. That's Check fine. it out if if you haven't seen it. I'll give it a look. But the with the cover up thing, yeah. I think that's what it was called. And. Uh, it was a it was a hit and it wasn't tongue in cheek like it was kind of you know oh it was legit I mean it was I mean as legit as it could be as legit I mean it was kind of like a magnum PI sure, or something sure. and, and uh, the the star of the show ha- was sitting there with a gun on set one day and it had blanks right and he was like oh no they're blanks look oh oh and it's no. like but it still has a it's- discharge and he put it right against his temple. And dead, and Jeez. then they were like, uh, "Perhaps we'll cease production on this show." <laughs> oh, and that's awful. That's just so terrible. Yeah. I mean, a stupid thing to do, but like, I get, you know, I get that he was. If you don't to, know I anything very, about guns, yeah, I, guess I get true. why you would think if that. I learned very early in my life where it's just like, don't do that. But if like, but yeah. I had gun, like I had gun training, like, right? I didn't. But if nothing else, just from a hearing standpoint, right. they still it's make loud. a lot of noise. And Those are very loud. Yeah, head. you wear earmuffs yes you know when you ear protection it's, when you you could say whatever you want yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just shoot and say whatever you want doesn't matter who you voted for you put those ear protection on and you just shoot yeah, and talk and all you gotta do yeah no one can hear you so so you know i i fell in love with this with the crow and then i tried to go back and find like other stuff right right so there was no imdb back then there was no barely an internet oh, yeah you had to actually know things I had, yeah i had then. to like yeah so we had this book at um blockbuster 
that was like this giant movie catalog. Oh, I used to have that. And you I had could, one of those. Yeah, yeah exactly you could go through by, by last name, and you could mm-hmm. find anything that they were ever in. I, I forgot about those until now, but yeah, it was a big, it was fat a book. huge book. I had a mini it was the IMDb. It was the it Internet Movie was. Data Book. Yeah, that's yeah, right. exactly what it was. The Internet Movie Data Book. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> so I found this flick called Showdown in Little Tokyo from 1991. It stars Dolph Lundgren and Brandon Lee. <laughs> this is already good. It is awful i own it on dvd i don't even care i wish there was a blu-ray on it i, I would totally buy the are blu-ray. you gonna get the 4k i would converted? totally buy the 4K. are you gonna buy a it's, new like thousand dollar so, tv just to watch your 4k just to watch show down a little Tokyo. it's so bad the 4k is only 2500k yeah exactly <laughs> so the movie pretty much is uh dolph lundgren uh grew up in japan so you know you have a chinese or is he japanese no bruce lee's chinese uh, but you have a, a, a the, I I have to interrupt you. Yeah, <laughs> it's on Blu-ray. Is it really for sixteen ninety nine? Sixteen. Well, I'll pay it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, if any listeners would like to know what to get Joe for Kwanzaa this year, yeah, please showdown and little showdown Tokyo, little Tokyo on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Are you going to be like one of those uh, like low-level internet porn stars? You're going to start your own Amazon wish list. <laughs> I have an people, Amazon wish list. People can buy things. <laughs> Isn't off that there the for weirdest you? thing? And then like they're like, oh, somebody bought me this. And I was like, somebody bought you that, huh? Yeah. I guess there's those people out there. You know, it's just like strippers. Like, no, she cares about me. It's like, really? <laughs> I think she cares about your wallet. That's what I think she cares about. I bought Joe items off his Amazon wish list before. Have you? Yeah. Comic what? books. Oh, okay. Remember? I think I got you The Dark Knight Returns or something. Oh, possibly. Remember? Yeah. Re- some yeah. kind of a collection. I do. Like, I don't I don't like what people are like. See, that's why I made a point to marry a woman who makes more money than I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did <laughs> just I. Just to clarify, the second. Right. <laughs> that way. Oh, just so we're aware. Yeah, oh, this just, is yeah. current time. Currently. <laughs> that way That way, I know she's not after for me for number, my money. Number she, one was blowing through my money. Yeah. She, and the neighbors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not their money, just the, the neighbors. Just the neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, so I don't have to worry about, uh, about Crystal being after me for my for, money. For it's the, just for my freakishly large looks. penis. <laughs> oh, yeah. And looks. But most my, my like, low, like, my, like, like, uh, look at me. My low hanging balls. Yeah, I've been trying to figure it out. Yeah, you got a while be, now. You got to be packing heat. Yeah, makes sense. It's true. Yeah. yeah, you don't have much of a choice. No, yeah. it's that or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying alone. <laughs> All of us have attractive spouses. I think there it's may true. be something. Wait, wait no, Kev, we well, have spouses. Well, you have a well, girlfriend. No, come on. <laughs> no, he. They're at least engaged. That's true. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah fair enough. On. Fair enough. He has a lease with an option to buy. Oh, he gets that be like, oh man, I gotta turn this one in. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's trying to figure out if she's gonna listen. How much of this he has to pull out? <laughs> yeah, we could say it. Yeah. We're fine. Just keep your yeah, mouth you, shut. Yeah, got, you could just be like, gotcha. they're such assholes, honey. <laughs> I can't believe they she's said like, that. You were laughing the whole time. What? No, no, no. that was just polite. That was courtesy. <laughs> I actually went to another episode where they had said something to make me laugh, and then I dubbed that laughter in just so the listeners would think yeah. that we were having a good time. Yeah. But honey, I, I was, was not. Laughing. I was appalled. We actually paused. I was in tears. Yeah, yeah I, I had to leave the room. I, I can't believe. Can't believe you guys. Go on. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Still one of the best Brian Spath jokes. <laughs> we were talking about I, me and my I buddy. Could stand to hear more. He was like, <laughs> I can stand to hear more. That. I can stand that to hear more. Good, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny. So yeah, Dolph Lundgren plays this guy as cop in probably New York City. They don't say, but it's right. probably New York City uh, or who, Ontario. Uh, yeah, exactly. In his New York, Vancouver, City. Uh, where he, you know, he's uh he grew up in Japan, so he has like all this Japanese culture. Uh, but then you've also got Brandon Lee, 
who is legitimately Chinese, and they're just like, no, we'll use the big dumb white guy <laughs> as our as our Chinese person. We'll get Mickey Rooney from <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's, right? So yeah, they're they're working this case, and the case is pretty flimsy at best. Um, but one of the things I take away they're from partners? the movie, yeah, they're How partners. How did they become partners? So Lundgren, like, go. They never say. Okay. The captain's like, "You're partners now," and he's yeah. just like, "I don't okay, want a partner." Oh, and okay. like, "I don't want a partner." Got it. So okay. you know, oil and vinegar. <laughs> yeah, um, that should work. Right. So one of the one of the takeaways is well, the thing you got to remember is in the eighties we didn't have HR departments. No. Like, yeah. They just, they just didn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. I don't want to hear your complaints. Um. So there's a couple other characters in the movie. You've got the bad guy from Mortal Kombat. Oh, Shao Kahn? Yeah, oh, Shao Kahn. who's suddenly <laughs> <Yeah>. interested. <laughs> right? hey. But he's all like he's the bad guy in every 80s kung fu like Asian slash movie. Yeah. yeah. But then you've also got the the second in command from Ninja Turtles too. The guy Tia Carrera is in this. Tia Carrera and Tia Carrera gets naked in this. Like Full frontal naked. Oh, she shows yeah. her little Tokyo. She shows the whole shebang. <laughs> oh, now yeah. we see why there was a showdown. <laughs> That's right. Showing. More like a go down <laughs> in little they, Tokyo. They, oh, she my. totally bangs Dolph Lundgren in this movie. <laughs> showing. Yeah, showing. Um, but it's also, it's they've got like, when you see the actors, you're like, oh yeah, stereotypical Chinese bad guy. Of right. course. Um, but one of the takeaways is like, so Dolph Lundgren, they obviously thought, was gonna be the big star they were pushing that for oh, i mean man. he was they wanted punisher. him yeah he you know obviously ivan drago Part never heard of it he was what? He, he was ivan drago ivan drago yeah was it was this <laughs> it was the the fourth part in this really small uh like action franchise didn't really go anywhere and what was this franchise about uh so you ever heard the story of the bayonne bleeder you heard no. that story no okay so that's really who rocky's based on oh, okay. is the bayonne bleeder okay. uh yeah, that's he's just you know he's a down on his luck boxer. Oh, oh so kind of like that uh, Barbara Streisand movie, the main event. The main event. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. It was right on the same time. Okay, they realized they had to push that. Sure. You know, it was well, a, that was such a juggernaut. I get that people were trying to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would crush you, <laughs> especially <laughs> when the uh, the sequel did so well. The main event to Yentl. <laughs> <laughs> I would see that movie. <laughs> Isn't that a weird story? Like about John Peters, where he was just like he was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. And yeah. then he became one of the most like powerful producers in Hollywood. And then Kevin, Kevin Smith said, in Hollywood, you just fail upwards. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, there's no other way to describe like that. Like in Washington. Like in Washington. <laughs> yeah. What a I don't weird... know what you're referring to. I don't want to get political, but like the things that he's saying now, I'm just like, are you, did you just mess with all the Republicans yeah. to get their vote? And now you're actually, because like he's saying. I'm pretty sure, and I said this to Tom off air the other day, I'm pretty sure he's a New York Democrat. They yeah, say he, I mean, apparently, he's not a Republican. Apparently he's a Dixiecrat, which means you are a Republican, you're a Democrat, but you are against minorities. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, what I, that's what I've heard. I don't, I don't know. Really? You don't know what? I, we're not going to get into yeah. that. Well, illegal. Anything illegal, there's a no. reason it's called illegal is because it's well, illegal. Well, it's not just that that he's offended, no. but... Yeah. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. But, but you know what I mean? Like, Ivy, you got to follow the law. That's just, I mean... I agree. But that's but not anyway. what he's... Okay. okay. So, they, they were banking on Dolph Lundgren. In the, and he his action sequences, very slow. Like, he is moving very slow. But <laughs> well, he wants to make sure you enjoy every minute <laughs> right. of it. Like, he's really trying to... Does he punch the machine and it gives you a number of how <laughs> strong he is in this. Yeah, don't ever go to a deli with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Break the machine. Break the machine. But then Brandon Lee comes on the scene and he is, as bad as this movie is, like you can tell almost immediately 
that this dude's gonna be a star. That dude was gonna be. He star. was. He was gonna be a mega star. Yeah. Um, and his, I, you know, his dad filmed like he choreographed all his fight own fight scenes, and I have a feeling Brandon Lee, much like his dad, was like, no, 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 no. I got this. Yeah, let me show you how this let works. Let me show you how this works. If you grow up watching, watching I don't, most, Well, I think he was he died he pretty, was pretty young. young. Yeah. Like I think his sister oh, was a I, baby. I guess I just mean watching his films and stuff. Oh, your sure. dad, like I mean if you grew up watching your father I, he on was film a, he may have choreographing been a toddler. He was yeah, really I young think so when too, his dad yeah. died. Yeah. But you know he wasn't like, "Well, I'm never going to watch these videos." Like I bet you he idolized his father like most people did that weren't related sure. to him. You know, watching him on screen and just taking that in and, you know, that's how he got to know his father, I'm sure, which right. is sad, but And to his you know. credit, like he didn't go the way of his dad. Like I think he was in I think he played in a kung fu movie, like the the David Carradine kung fu. I think he played David Carradine's son. In the show, no, there was a there was like a made for TV. They, they did movie. one of those reunion movies. I know, oh, and, and Brandon Lee was L- Carradine's kid. Okay, um, and then he did a flick called Rapid Fire. And he did Showdown in Little Tokyo, um, and then he did The Crow. Like, and then The Crow was the one that I think that was like ninety three. That was going to be his. That was it, out. and it was like if he had, if he had lived, he was going to be. I think he may have been bigger than his dad. Honestly, I think he absolutely would have been. Yeah, and because I don't mean that disparagingly. Gonna, no, because he was because he was gonna he was gonna be in big Hollywood movies. Yep. He was gonna break out. Well, yeah. be just kung I think, fu flicks. Well, his dad also was dealing with probably a little bit of racism and stigmatism. You as think? A, as, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, because he wasn't like he was Cato, you know. And in yeah. in China, that was the Cato show. It was not the Green yeah. Hornet. It was it was called the Cato show. Um, where Brandon. In yeah, 1990, he, he, Brandon Lee was in Kung Fu the movie, which was a made-for-TV yeah. movie in 1986. Okay, yeah, and then Rapid Fire. Uh, I think that's how that plays he out. Showdown Little Tokyo. The go, yeah, he was in something called Uncredited in Crime Killer, and then uh, Kung Fu, then Legacy of Rage. Uh, Legacy of Rage is, I think, it's dubbed. Yeah, and no, then, what about Laser Mission? Uh, and then it looks like because he was in some something called the CBS Summer Playhouse, which is code for uh, this pilot isn't going to go <laughs> yeah. to series. Okay, okay. Um, but he was playing Johnny Kane, who was the character he played in Kung Fu the TV movie. So my guess is oh, they're trying to spit. They him were off. trying to set up. They were using Kung Fu the TV movie to set up as a basically a backdoor pilot to spin off a new Kung Fu series okay. and actually cast an Asian actor. And then Brandon Lee would have been a great choice. And then it just didn't go to series. He he does not look Asian. That's the other thing. Is he? I mean, his mother was white, and he he looks. I mean, he's white. Like he looks white. Yeah. But obviously, his dad is probably the greatest martial artist of all time. But Joe, have you seen Laser Mission? I feel like I probably I, have. I would just. I mean, I'm intrigued by the plot. 1989 Laser Mission. Mercenary Gold is sent from the CIA to seize the laser expert Baron in Cuba before the KGB catches him. A recently stolen giant diamond could be used <laughs> together with bronze knowledge to construct a laser cannon which could bring power over the whole world. Who will succeed, CIA or KGB, or none of them? Or the KG beast. Yeah. There's yeah. like nine MacGuffins in that <laughs> <Yeah>. description. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm like, I'm intrigued by this. What is going so, on? So, yeah. So, and that's the thing is like, it's a shame. I want to, you know, you, you lose an actor like that yeah. it's very early in his career. What could have happened? You know, what like how many happened? more movies oh, would he, we... I mean... And also, as ba- again, as bad as this movie is, he's really good. Like, he, yeah. he gets it. Like, he understands there's a little bit of tongue-in-cheek. I'm pretty sure he's playing a gay character as well. Right. Because they don't... Um, 
Dolph Lundgren obviously is hooking up with Tia Carrera and Brandon Lee is not doing anything and he makes a reference to the size of Lundgren's penis at one point in the movie. I was going to say, uh, like, is, is he gay or is this they, they had a tendency to not and they still do like you don't see Asian actors in a lot of romantic subplots. They I actually there's a documentary called. Um, oh, dang it. I think it's called I Am Bruce Lee and yeah. Spike TV did it, but it's like they talked to all of like Dana White or Gina Carano and all of these, you know, MMA fighters and action stars. And they said the same thing. We're just like, they're not Asian sex, sex symbols right. until him. Like yeah. when Bruce Lee shows up, people are just like, how you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like they, they totally, I think that there was probably a script somewhere where he was gay and they were just like take it out right don't that's do that. pretty edgy for back then yeah and, and it would have been 80 91 and it would have been played for laughs it wouldn't have oh yeah you know it wouldn't have been a you I know i think the line i read this the, the the original line was you've got the biggest penis on a white man i've ever seen and they were like take that white man part out right yeah and they were just like oh oh okay and then he delivers the line like that but yeah so you know there there's a the yakuza is involved because what else have you got? Yeah, you know, yes. and that they don't know what else to do. It's not a great movie at all. But if you're looking for to see Brandon Lee, that change where he's, you know, if you're looking for more of that stuff, check this out. It's obviously it's on DVD and Blu-ray <laughs> that I will probably Clearly go buy when I'm done here on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. it, it obviously has a 4K restoration. Which it, it needs. Been, it needs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, there you go. Showdown in Little Tokyo. And I, I will say the budget was eight million dollars. Whoa, that's made a two. <laughs> <laughs> that is a large budget for back then. A large that budget kind of movie. for like nineteen ninety one. A little yeah. uh, no action. Yeah, you know, yeah. Monster Squad had a twelve million dollar. It budget. did, but that was was that the, that was the nineties, wasn't it? That was like eighty seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But that had a yeah, lot of makeup, makeup and yeah. Yeah. this one had Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Brandon Lee. Is this pre or post Rocky? It has to be post. Yeah. Isn't I mean, it? Dolph Lundgren, uh, Rocky Four is the, the breakout. Like, that's where yeah. he shows up for the first time. So everything else after that is, is post. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. The Punisher. Cool. Well, Kevin, you or me? I'll go. You okay. usually close it out, so we'll okay. just keep the tradition. We'll, yeah, so, Tom's got one from 1912. So I'm going to finally do... I don't. <laughs> I might. I probably... I bet you, without hearing yours, I bet you I have the newest movie in here. Okay. Oh, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, the most embarrassing. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, having listened to Art 2, I mean, I know what mine is. It's not, yeah, you're, you have to by process of illumination. But uh, I'm finally going to do this little movie justice that I uh, think has been underappreciated. Um, the criticism is un- undeserved. And I just want to read you some of the cast list. When you think of great actors, Dame Maggie Smith, right? Should I, should I know who that is? Yeah. Who is that? Maggie Smith? I'm asking. Well, she's in Harry Potter. The Harry Potter oh, movies. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Is probably her like most famous current. You know, sure, sure, sure. Role, oh, but I mean, no. she's been acting for forever. You have actors like uh, Bob Hoskins, great actor. Yeah, I know what this is. Great actor. You know, lover or leaver, but Julia Roberts. Yep. Right. I mean, is Dustin I mean, Hoffman in this movie? Dustin Hoffman is yeah. in it. I mean, the the star <laughs> studded cast just goes on and on and on. This one of the stars of the movie, Robin Williams. Yeah. I mean, hell of an actor. And the director, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. I've never heard of him. So I mean, when you have that cast, he directed a, uh, an episode of Columbo. It's probably oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. oh, the, the, the one with the Fisher one. Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's Spielberg, the yeah, Columbo yeah. guy. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So when you have a cast list like that and a director like Spielberg who just knocks it out of the park eleven out of ten times, <laughs> I mean, how could you go wrong, right? 
This is a little movie that uh, I like to refer to because it's the name of the movie <laughs> as 1991's Hook. What yeah. the movie is called 1991's Hook. Just so we're aware. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, I, you could also refer to it as Hook, parenthesis 1991. You know, <laughs> we have different names for it. But uh, this movie is one that I grew up watching on VHS. I think Joe is in the same boat. Absolutely. Um, I've gone back and watched it. You know, sometimes you go back and watch your movies as we've done on this very show and you watch them and you're like, this does not hold up. I've never had that feeling. I, about this movie, I, I've watched it multiple times in recent years. I, uh, I remember the DVD of this was so rare when DVDs came out, they did a very initial print of hook and it was an out of print, you know, and they were not making any more. Um, I think for one Christmas, my mom found it on eBay, like, 40 50 bucks for a dvd right your mom so. spent 40 to 50 dollars on one gift for you well i mean you're an only child yeah i guess who's an only child <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but but you know i mean it, she knew that i would love that because i couldn't find it on dvd it was totally out of print it might have been 30 but you know anyway she did it on ebay uh now they sell it at target for five dollars right. and like the value <laughs> thing which is cool like i'm glad it's available because you just literally if you and this is before you know streaming and all that so if you wanted to watch it you had to find an out of print dvd um so anyway uh it, it absolutely, in my opinion, holds up. Um, I'm not saying it's some Oscar-worthy movie that should have won you know, the gold that year. I'm not saying... But it's a children's film directed by Steven Spielberg telling the story of Peter Pan. Was it directed by a child? <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> so I just... You're outnumbered now, damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I picked this. I was very strategic. But uh, when you go back and you watch it and you, you, know, you see... Uh, the filmmaking, you know, the cinematography. I mean, this is Steven Spielberg, who obviously is, you know, an incredible director. And this is, I, I won't say early in his career, but in the middle of oh, his no, career. Oh, no, I mean, that point. Yeah, exactly. So he's been directing for quite a bit of time. What year did uh, he start? What was, your, what was his first flick? Uh, like his 76? No, it would have been like 75. It was that uh, Goldie Hawn car movie. It's like used cars? No, that's... Uh, that's Kurt Russell. Yeah. Yeah, and well, he didn't direct it. That was who directed that? It's like uh, it's God, who directed Used Cars? It's it's a name director now. It's not Landis. It's uh, the other guy. Do you need me to IMDb Steel Spielberg real quick? For no, you? just do you just look up Used Cars. It was uh oh man, um, Tom's got that Zemeckis. There you go. Oh, is that right? Which, yes. which I see those two kind of go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, yeah. You think of producing and directing. Right. Like those two, obviously Zemeckis is his right-hand man. Sure. You, know? uh, you think of Back to the Future being a Spielberg movie, and that's directed by Zemeckis. So uh, anyway, so uh, if you watch the movie, I mean, from the very beginning, uh, just from the way it starts and the tone of the film, uh, there it's set in like what would be present day uh, uh, America. They, they start off in the States mm-hmm. and... Uh, this guy peter his wife and his young daughter are watching a play and uh his kids are in the play and uh one of them plays wendy so you know it's the story of peter pan that we know in this play at least and we'll come to find out is also in the movie and uh you know just the way it starts out with with the tone of it and and the parents watching the play and everything like it doesn't start off like a goofy silly kids movie like it's not zany it's not um you know it's not one of those kids movies it's a very I don't want to say adult, but I mean, it's taken seriously. The the, the way it's it's made is... When you get into the meat of what the story is about... Oh, and definitely the subject matter, and I'll get into that, but I mean, just the way that it's filmed, you know, it doesn't start off with, like, fun, like, zany music or whatever. I mean, it's filmed like a legit... I mean, this is Spielberg, just like he films, you know, Jurassic Park. I mean, as far as the tone and filming a movie... No dinosaurs, though. No dinosaurs, unfortunately. But anyway, so uh, what what happens is they end up going to visit Wendy... 
Um, they visit. Oh, they get, like to get a frosty. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Who doesn't really? Yeah. But uh, they, they visit. They visit, visit Wendy's mom because they go to London, right? Like they go well, to London. He doesn't, to visit. No, he doesn't marry Wendy. Yeah, but he where he marries. Well, spoilers. Whatever. He marries Wendy's daughter. Right. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So we'll we'll come to find okay. out. So so his name uh, Robin Williams plays Peter Panning. You know, and so obviously, you know, that he's going to be Peter Pan. And if you ever saw a trailer, I mean, you know what's going to happen. But um, I feel like I don't. I didn't they, didn't, figure, they didn't trick you. No, right, they Wait, didn't, yeah. this is a Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Exactly. So, so it's going to be all about Jeff and so Skippy. It, so I like, you know, but it's interesting. Jeff. Jeff. Fe- it's Jeff. Jeff, not Jeff. I said it wrong. But it's a really interesting spin on the story. So when you see a movie like Pan, which was not very good, and that's an origin story. What was of, the one that we did? Do we do Pan? Pan. Was that, Pan that's the one with Hugh Jackman? Yeah. I think so. And then there's a Peter Pan that yeah. wasn't good either. And that Peter, that Pan that was movie bad. was awful. So you see these movies that are like origin stories or they tell, you know, a different take on a traditional, the traditional Peter Pan story and, you know, what we saw in Disney, which is the most it's famous. It's like an Elseworlds kind of. Yeah. And, and to use comic book terms, it's like an Elseworlds yeah. Peter Pan story. Yeah. But what, what this one really does, which is neat, is that it doesn't tell the origin story. It's not like him growing up as a kid and this is Peter Pan. Don't you get hints of it? But but you get it's the future. It's like why do we have this guy in the real world? You know, Peter Pan lives in Neverland and he he stays there. He doesn't leave it. And in this movie, you start off with Peter Panning, who you know is Peter Pan. And the question is, what is he doing? Why is he not in Neverland? Why is he grown up? Why is he an adult? And in Neverland, you never grow up, right? So Peter Pan is aged, and you're just like, what is going? Yeah, well, they <laughs> they do say it. Though their words on ours, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, old fat guy, whatever, you know. Yeah. But can't uh, even see your toes. Yeah. So when was the last time you looked at those? Yeah. So so you know, you're you're you start off with it's a different take on it, which is really neat. It's a fresh take on a Peter Pan story. Um, but what we end up getting to is that they go to see his wife's mother, so Grandma Wendy, to the kids, and uh, the kids uh, with a daughter that's in the play is like, Grandma, I got to play you in the play. It's a play about Peter Pan, and you know the kids are like, you know, basically alluding to Isn't that Wendy. Da- doesn't the da- wasn't the daughter in like Matilda? I don't think it's that girl. Maybe I think I, it is. That it might girl. be okay. Yeah, and uh, and so you know she's like, oh, Grandma, we get to play you in the. I was you in the play and the audience would think to themselves, Oh, well that's cute. Like, of course that's not really Wendy from the story, but her name's Wendy. That's cute. They tell the story or whatever. Right. But what we come to find out is that is Wendy. It is Wendy. That is the Wendy from the Peter Pan story that we all know. And so basically what happened is Peter Pan left Neverland and he, well, he kept coming back to see Wendy. And then one day he came back and Wendy was all grown up. And then he was just like, what the hell happened? Right. Like, well, why are you old? Well, well yeah, because Wendy left Neverland, and then right. while he stayed there, she aged, and then he ended up going to visit her as she was older and fell in love with her daughter. So, but I mean, that's spoiler alert. It unravels, but we don't have time to obviously step by step the movie. But that's the relationship here is that, you know, that is the real Wendy. So one day, uh, one of the uncle or something, uh, Wendy's brother, is it, is that Toodles? Is that, uh, remember who lives as Marbles, the old guy? Was that her brother? Wasn't her brother? Her brother was a John boy and. Oh, Somebody that's true. Else. Well, like, right. Okay, brother, so it's her, not like, her brother. Yeah, the original just, story was like just one of Wendy the lost her, boys. Yeah, one yeah, of the lost boys. Anyway, but it's Toodles, I think is his name. Yeah, he loses his marble. So anyway, but the kids are like with him, and they go to bed. So like they're supposed to be safe in bed. And what ended up happening is Hook actually comes and kidnaps the kids. He the latch of the bedroom is this creepy captain hook hand which is like <laughs> was like why would you do that yeah why would you do that if you're from neverland and he's your enemy and whatever like that whole thing like why did you make the bedroom latch look like a hook it looked <laughs> cool but like why do christians wear crosses that's true it's <laughs> true that's a good point yeah. Yeah. yeah never forget captain hook but uh <laughs> but so he comes so so he, so he comes in and he kidnaps the kids and uh they peter and his wife are out and they have this 
terrible feeling and uh they get home and they see that the kids are gone and i think grandma wendy says they're gone you know they took him and so peter is forced to go back to neverland does and tinkerbell get come kids. and get him is that how he gets back? Because he, he can't fly. Yeah, I think that's how she 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 comes back and, and can we says, talk about how bad Tinkerbell wants to bone Peter Pan in this movie? Oh yeah, she's got like, the hot that's for, a it, thing for sure. Where, yeah. And I don't, yeah, I'm not even sure the the logistics of right. something like she's that. Pretty small. Oh, you know who plays young Wendy? Who? Gwyneth Paltrow. There you go. Yeah, I knew there was somebody who. Yeah. Was, yeah wow. Yeah. Okay. Like Pan, like Peter shows up and it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And I was like oh hello. Yeah. So um, I would stay too. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh, yeah, Tinkerbell does show up and she goes, "You got to go fight him or whatever." And Peter's just like, "What the hell is this? Like, I am not Peter Pan. I'm Peter Panning. I'm a, an accountant, or you know what? He just right. he's totally against it. And what happens is he has forgotten his childhood. He doesn't remember. He honestly doesn't think he's Peter Pan from the stories. He's you know he's the got long his, the longer he's away from Neverland. Yeah. The, he forgets yeah. everything about Neverland. Yeah, and so basically he goes on an That's adventure. How I feel about this movie. <laughs> so he basically goes on an adventure to get his kids back, and like meanwhile, Captain Hook and Smee, played by Bob Hoskins, and that, and he, to me, does, he's one of the best parts of this movie. Like, oh, absolutely. Bob, Bob Hoskins yeah. and Smee is hilarious. But Dustin Hoffman is hamming it up for sure, chewing the scenery. But again, it's a fun fantasy kids there's movie. Also, like, I think it's good. There's a it's, weird thing going like where oh that they're gay. Yeah, yeah. Either I think it's. I think it's. It, it's not subtle. To. Yeah, it's yeah. not alluded to. Yeah. They pretty much tell you yeah. they're, they're fighting like an old married couple. Yeah, but also Captain Hook is aging. Yeah, because like he takes it. He has like the traditional black Disney curly style. Yeah. yeah, but he takes it off. Yeah, and he's got like no hair, and it's, it's this weird yeah. scene where he's like, like the, Anakin Skywalker, exactly. cat of pirates. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> And I just always found that very like how, well. How is he aging? He must like. I mean, now he went to kidnap the kids. Maybe he goes and does stuff outside and never. But land. he has a wig, so he. Ha- oh, I see. So I mean, he, he maybe he ages just, because he he's been leaves trying it. to okay, do okay. stuff. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my take on it. At least they've but, also caught the croc. Yeah, so they have the croc, and they, it's the biggest croc. Like it's yeah. ridiculous. It's, it's, this whole movie's a croc. Hey, yeah, hey, two to one. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, I mean, that's really. I mean, I'm not going to go into the whole plot by plot thing, but run home, Jack. Yeah, Captain Hook is trying to court uh, the kids into being his kids, and he basically says, your dad doesn't care about you. There's a whole subplot of uh, him not, uh, Peter Panning going to work instead of showing up to his baseball game that he promises he'll be there. He said, my word is my bond, and then he just doesn't show up again. And Hook is definitely playing like the, I'll be here, I'll be your dad. And Hook even puts on a baseball game with the pirates playing baseball with him. But like, it's a very fun-loving movie. It's Until they kill Rufio. Well, I mean, he's, he's asking for it. I... No, I don't. But no, uh, I feel like that's a phrase that shouldn't be said. No, yeah. um, no. But it's a very fun, loving movie. There's a lot of fun scenes, like with the baseball thing, and then the food scene, which is probably one of the most memorable, where they're using their imaginations, and that's how they don't have food. And Peter Pan's like, "What the hell is this? How are we going to eat?" And they use their imaginations in that big food fight. It's just a big set piece with all yeah. these actors. Um, but I think it's a really enjoyable movie. I I uh, I don't think it's supposed to be like one of these Oscar winning worthy films, but for a kids movie, Spielberg directing the acting as hammy as it might be like i feel like it fits for the tone you know like not the serious parts but like the laughter and the the jokes and all that oh I, I think it this fits. this was like this was a state like a vhs staple yeah in, oh for in, sure in the rounds yeah uh, and i know that tom and dan i i think you guys aged and i don't mean that like, i just think it, it aged out Oh, yeah, definitely. Probably for if sure. you were our age. Yeah, because we, you know, I remember seeing just like, I, I, and I remember being excited about it. I liked the premise of yeah. the movie. I liked everybody involved in the movie. Yeah. Um, what and, didn't you like about it? Like, what, what is it about it that, like, it just, 
it just sticks in your craw. It just was. It just. I just remember being really kind of dry and boring. Okay, really? that didn't have a sense of wonder to me. Huh. I can see that. I, I get I, that. Yeah. I just. I love again. I love the like you saying Elseworlds take. I love the idea that it's not just like, hey, let's take the Peter Pan or the Mary Martin. Yeah, or like I, I like that part. Like the yeah, fact like that he's I, old and left, and he has a family and go back. Like it's just a really neat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Time. Um, what I do want to do is so uh, you guys may You're have gonna sing. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna. Well, grow so what up. year was this? 1991. And what year was Pretty Woman? 1989. Julia yeah, Roberts like 80, was like at the hot. Not even. Well, she was the, she at the height of Julia Roberts. Oh yeah. Was once it like, Pretty Woman hit, she was she, must she was have, a star because she is. The story goes that she was the the. They, I think they called her Tinker Bitch on <laughs> set. Surprised me. She was the most trouble to deal with and get to act like she was just she was like i'll put this in terms you understand and i mean this i mean this in a really good way oh it's kind of a wrestling reference bruce willis in cop out oh well she didn't okay. want to be there she didn't think what they were doing why the fuck she signed up, signed right? I know role. that's what I'm saying. So she was just disinterested and whatever. So, but what I would do, if you guys heard of a uh, reviewer named Roger Ebert, I have, I believe I've heard of this guy. No, okay. So he he's was dead now, right? Rest, oh yeah, rest right. in peace. Let's you know. But I uh, famous trashed the Friday the Thirteenth movie. So <laughs> oh, I see. He, he's <laughs> a fam- every other critic <laughs> in America. Yeah. yeah, he's a famous reviewer, and it's so, like I wanted to go back and see like what did you know famous reviewers have a problem with, and he gave it two out of four stars. So it's not like it was zero, but like why did he think it was only a two star movie? So this is what like at the time the top critic in the country. Thought I, I in all fairness, I think those guys were probably the top critics. Up until they died. Yeah. I can't really yeah. think. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Gene, like, this is Gene the guy. Shallot, Leonard Moulton, and sure. those guys. Yeah, yeah, but this was the guy. And so, like, I'm like, what did, What was his problem? And so he says, the ads for Steven Spielberg's hook asked the question, what if Peter Pan grew up? But the answer, alas, is that when he would probably star in a lugubrious? Lugubrious? Lugubrious. 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 Yeah. Didn't even know that word. Thank you for, <laughs> you know. Uh, lugubrious retread of a once magical idea, a movie very much like this one in which Peter Panning... He says Peter Banning, but I thought it was Panning, is a busy executive with more time for his cellular phone than for his children until fate also, launches cell him. phone that looks like a brick. That's, it's not that. It's not the brick one. It's, it's a not? flip phone. It's like a little black flip phone. It's big, but flip. Man, okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like the Zach Morris phone. No, no, no. Until fate launches him back <laughs> onto combat. So this is what this is. Uh, you know what he has to say about it. Robin Williams plays the harassed businessman, and Maggie Smith is the old granny. She's supposed to be ninety-five in this, and this is okay. nineteen ninety-one. She looks exactly like she looks now. <laughs> the way they aged her, like it's like when they do that when younger actors age up. Right, and right. You see them thirty years later. <laughs> yeah. It's just funny because it's like, but well, that's her today. She has an age. <laughs> the old granny who's able to suggest the most wonderful abilities when she whispers, "Peter, dear, don't you know who you are?" Actually, he can't remember a thing that happened before he was twelve. But Hook can and kidnaps his two children because he wants to lure Peter back to Neverland for a rematch. The sad thing about the screenplay for Hook is that it's also correctly titled. This whole construction <laughs> is really nothing more than a hook on which to hang a new version of Peter Pan story no effort is made to involve peter's magic in the changed world he now inhibits and little thought has been given to captain hook's extraordinary persistence and wanting to revisit the events of the past the opening of the film promises more spielberg sets the tone in modern day america where the executive lifestyle leaves no time for fathers to spend with their children so like this is the bigger story arc like the subject matter that joe and i were talking about is like you know spending time with your kids and and you know and and what they it's like i think what he was trying to say is that at its heart it's about peter and his kids for sure yeah. yeah i think i remember the complaint being that it was it was just kind of maudlin yeah it was like some of like, that for sure you I know like and, 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 and i mean a lot of kids movies do that and then you know i mean up 
Sure. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. but God. but it never it never really fully kind of rebounded from just its overarching sense. Well, of because sadness. I, I mean, it comes down to Peter and Hook. Yeah, like, that's what it comes down to. And then he has the revelation and he loves his kids. And it's just like, oh, we're OK now. Yeah. Except for the 10 years of neglect that you. Have. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. This kids are back. resilient. They bounce back. That's true. And he says, you that, know, that's what the therapist <laughs> keeps telling us. anyway. <laughs> and uh, he says that Robin takes his wife and children back to London to visit Wendy, who adopted them. And as the kids sleep in the very same bedroom where the original story began, we get the Spielberg visual trademark of blinding light on the other side of the rattling window. The promise of magic just outside. The other key characters to play Hook played by Dustin Hoffman if he were doing an imitation instead of performance, which I disagree. I think he, it was fun he, for what it was. He is doing a version of the Disney Hook, but I I don't like we've seen other versions of yeah. Hook and they're not good. Yeah. Like that Disney right. version of Hook is the version That's that the I go think to. Is, that is and a go to. I feel like for being a real life, a fun adventure kids movie, like I feel like it worked, you know, uh, Tinkerbell played by Julia Roberts more as a duty than pleasure. There's not much wit here. You, you said duty. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what exists is supplied by Robin Williams, of course. Right. Uh, and who does the best he can to be amazed and enchanted by shabby surroundings and by Smee, who is sort of Hook's official sidekick. So, you know, he talks. And Smee of, was great. Like, I, I don't, I don't think he gives him a benefit of the death. Smee yeah. was very funny. Yeah, he was. They talk about the orphans in Neverland, and they say that... Um, Are we talking about the movie or Michael Jackson's ranch? Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, the large group of orphans uh, who are masked up as if group photographs shunted here, and they're waiting for an audition for Oliver. In the end, he says, the critical failure of a hook is its inability to reimagine the material, which I don't think is true, to find something new, fresh, or urgent to do with the Peter Pan myth. Lacking that, Spielberg should simply have remade the original story you know, straight. So, I don't know. I think that that would have been a mistake. I think what makes the movie is how unique it is how it tells a different story a different timeline um and i just think for a kids movie doing what it was trying to do i i think it exceeded and obviously for people of the generation i think i think if yeah if you're in that generation you dig it yeah. if you're outside of that generation yeah. you hate it but it was made for <laughs> kids in 1991 it it's definitely so. a kids movie and it's you know i think it's just the beginning of the robin williams kid version of robin williams where it's like Flubber, he's old. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean like no, he's he, getting, he's, he hit that period where it was like, yeah, he was the rock, yeah. or Tim. You know, like he's doing all of the kids, sure. the kid movies. Yeah, I guess. The, but I he always like went back is, and forth. But yeah, he did have like a stretch. He, once he got away from like the rated R stuff, he never went back. Not uh, not rated R comedies. Not least. comedies. Like he yeah. would do yeah. indie stuff. Right. Yeah. He would do the uh, art house stuff. But like, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, he never went back to like because that man. I remember listening to. Is it Robin Williams on at the Met? Yeah, live at the Met. Man, that's crazy. Like, isn't it? it is so funny. Yeah, and but he never went back to that. Yeah, it's like watching Bob again. Saggett when you're a fan of Full House growing <laughs> up, and then you see his comedy. Was everybody any a fan of Full House, or was it just on? Well, that's theoretical. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's that ge- it's that generation's Brady Bunch. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they won't be bra- well. I guess they did bring back the Brady Bunch they twice. Brought the. Sh- Back well, I mean, like for us, like they they had the movies. No, they brought. They were, uh, hey, you're gonna go down the Brady Bunch rabbit hole yeah, with me? Okay, oh, so boy. they brought it back as the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, and that was all of the same people. Uh, they had everybody back except uh, they had a different Jan. Okay, and then right, or was it a different Marsha on that one? I think they had a different Jan. I think and it was then, Marsha, 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 and then uh, and then they brought it back as. Uh, as they did a Brady Bunch reunion movie, and then it was like basically a backdoor pilot to launch a sitcom the called Alice? the called the Brady Brides. Oh, and, okay. And uh, um, and and that was Jan 
and Marsha get married, not to each other. Uh, that's just, that's some fan fiction I wrote, though. Right if you're on. interested, I can direct you to that. But um, would that be hosted on DirtyPirateHookers? It would be hosted on DirtyPirateHookers.com. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, and then that was like a so then there was actually a, a sitcom that lasted like six or eight episodes called oh. The Brady Barrett, and Jan and Marsha got married to people simultaneously, and it was kind of like a newlywed version of the Odd Couple because like. Jan marries this kind of freewheeling guy who's like an an, 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 an advertising guy for like oh. a toy company, and then the other guy's like a button up accountant, and but then they share a house, and it so was it would like, be funny and, if they flipped those, and hilarity would ensue. Was at least it was supposed to. Yeah, and then uh, and then that and then they did the very Brady Christmas, and okay. then and I do then, remember that one, and then that launched an, yet another attempt at a revival show called The Brady's, and then that was like an hour long. Show like kind of a dramedy where yeah. and, and what what I always found fascinating is that they always kept their storyline. So like a lot of times they they never denied the fact they never really acknowledged the variety show, but it was right. a variety show. But but they ne- they but like the guys that the w- that the Jan and Marsha married, yeah. they stayed in the show throughout the whole time. One did the, universe. Did the yeah. weird did the weird cousin keep coming back? Yeah, you cousin never Oliver. Saw, saw, <laughs> never saw cousin Oliver. <laughs> Robbie Rist. You never saw <laughs> cousin Oliver again. No. So. And then they rebooted the movie. They had the two Wait. movies. And then they did the, like, yeah. the but Man. those were like tongue in cheek. Those were, but silly, Gary yeah. Cole as the dad. Yeah, he so crushed was it. Was it Christine? Mrs. Ben Stiller. Stiller. Ben Stiller's yeah. wife was yeah. Marsha. Yeah. And she was great. Yeah. But yeah, that was, yeah, it's just, uh, I didn't realize that they kept, they kind of bounced that around. They did that a lot. Yeah. They brought that, they, yeah, they get, went back to that well frequently. <laughs> so, uh, so that's my pick. Well, thank you, Kevin. So I guess we'll dig into my yeah. embarrassing Let's movie. Let's hear this one. So uh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> and this is a universally reviled movie. Like even the people who it's the target demo for rejected this film. Oh, and if this is an Adam Sandler Netflix movie. It is no it <laughs> is moving, not. I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> yeah, no, it is not. Uh, but uh, but I saw it and and I actually enjoyed it and I was really surprised at all the hate it got. But it and the hate is stuck. It is never caught on as a cult film or anything. But uh, I enjoyed. Year One, starring Michael, oh my God. Michael Sarah and Jack oh, Black. That would be so bad. It's really bad. And, you know, I think what I liked about it is... You ain't kidding, man. Let's, let's leave some bounds older than or newer than me and Kevin's. Yeah, yeah. totally. And and it's and it's, and it's it's way worse. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I know sure. that. I know that. And, and I think what I liked about this movie is... And it's, it's weird, and I get why people didn't like it, because it's big comedy stuff. It all fails. Like it yeah. It's like old school comedy and, But that See that's yeah. And that's okay. what resonated for me It really reminds me of like Those old Bob Hope movies like Is this the, a Mechas movie? What, no This no, was, was Harold uh, Ramis' Ramis. Last, yeah. last oh. film And he Damn wrote it. He wrote it Or was a, a prime He's listed as the first Of three writers on it And he directed it So I mean you know, and uh, that's I was so disappointed in theaters seeing it because I'm like Harold Ramis, and I'm like I liked Michael Sarah at the time, and Jack Black is you know usually pretty Jack funny. Black was on fire, so at that point and too. so was Michael Sarah. Yeah. I mean, that's so, yeah, like so everything coming off super bad. Yeah, I mean everything about this movie should have worked. Yeah, and I mean I think it was I think it might have even been coming off after Ju- Juno. Um, uh, probably you know yeah. I'm, so on paper this movie should have been amazing sure. and. And uh, what I like about those old movies, they they had this character that you used to see all the time. It was like a character type called like the brave coward, right? You'd have yeah, this, sure, you'd, sure. you know, Bob Hope would do it all the time. Woody Allen did it a lot. Um, and Woody Allen was a huge Bob Hope fan. And like once you kind of get that, you can totally see how often Woody Allen kind of rips off Bob Hope. But right. But it was always this guy who was like pretending to be brave or forced to be brave when he really wasn't. And he would talk a good game and then end up chickening out, but somehow still end up saving the day and, they, and you would see this a lot in films and uh 
and it kind of went away. I think in the seventies, I think it really like the SNL crew like killed it because interesting. I think it was animal house is when it flipped and they became like the cool guys and, and it became like the cocky outsider and it was all you know slobs versus snobs and sure and like sure. that yeah, kind of stripes is the same way yeah. yeah like it's all like that right like you know bill murray is in complete control of the situation even if he's the underdog even if he's the outsider even if he has to deal with somebody whether it's you know from the EPA <laughs> or the, the yes, it's true. This the, man has a yeah, the induction officer in stripes or his or his drill sergeant in stripes. Like like he like his snark his snarkitude, right. if you will, always gives him that leg up. Correct, on everybody yeah. all the time, and that's not what that's not the kind of the primary character that comedy used to revolve around. And I think that's why sometimes people like kids today have trouble <laughs> with older comedies is because it's such an the uh, formula is different now. Yeah, and it yeah. just doesn't resonate with them because they're like, this is weird, and you know, he's and, being a bully, right? And, and so, like, I th- I think uh, so that that's what I liked about this movie, and and I like the little asides, like I like like. For me, the the laughs were all like in the little things that were being said, and I liked the 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 notion of like they these guys are they're like modern day they have this modern day sensibility, and everything around them kind of appalls them. I always thought of this as like history of the world. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's they, very that similar to that. Really like double feature, but there's a, there's a part where where Michael Sarah is like he's into this girl and she's a gatherer, but they only want to be with hunters, and he's a gatherer. And you know, which is weird. Is for, it Olivia Wilde? No, she's I, in this though. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah, but it's weird for a for a man to be a gatherer, and he's like, oh, she's a ga- she's a, she's a self hating gatherer. Like she <laughs> doesn't want to be with other gatherers. And it's just like it's like all the little things. It's like the big things almost universally fail in this movie. But it's like the little or like when he they're he's meeting a slave. They get they get uh, you know abducted and they're made to be slaves and he's talking to another slave and he's like i'm not a slave i'm a i'm a volunteer <laughs> and it's like it's and like, also, like that's, that's a testament to harold like i always felt like harold ramus would kill that little stuff like when he goes yeah. small that dude is unstoppable right and then when he got would get a little bigger it would kind of fall apart but yeah. man when he would do that little stuff it and if like if you think about so it funny. The, so much of what you love about stripes and Ghostbusters, it it is like it's these little mm-hmm. gems that you find hidden among the big Correct. stuff, and and uh, uh, you know, like just a little like the. And I don't even think it's his. No, maybe it is his line in Stripes when he's like, "Are either of you two homosexual?" And he's like, "No, but we are willing to learn." Yes, and it's it, like, is, it is absolutely. It's, yes. and it's like, and it's like, it would be so easy to turn that into a big joke, and it becomes a bigger joke because he makes a little a little joke. And, and another example, and this isn't from kind of totally different movies, totally different type of thing, but like uh, Gone with the Wind, right? The most famous line in the movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yep. And and when people like kind of recreate that scene for you, there's this big, huge, dramatic pause. Gravitas. Yeah, and if you watch the scene in you know in the actual movie when she's like, "What am I? You know, where am I going to go? What am I going to do?" He doesn't miss a beat. He's like, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." Yeah, and like, and it's so soul crushing <laughs> right. because there is no pause. Like, there's not like he's not like here's a zinger. He's just like, "Bitch, I don't care. Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, whatever you, you want to do, man. You're not even on my radar. <laughs> you're, and we don't even have radar. <laughs> you're not even on war. You're not even on my level. It's like, whatever the civil war know. equivalent of radar would be. You're <laughs> not on it. Like, but it's so dismissive. Like, it would I want to see that. Part I, yeah, of I love the anachronistic. Like Romeo and Juliet, you know, but for <laughs> yeah. Casablanca, I right. want to hear the but Casablanca. Yeah, like, 
was going no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm thinking. But yeah. you know, it would be so easy to to like really want to like, uh, and yeah. especially with that actor. Yeah, yeah. But um, but anyway, so like that's I think that's what I what I liked about this movie. It reminds me, there's a Woody Allen movie which is tremendous, and it's I think a lot of people tend to skip it because they think it's not going to be funny and they think it's going to be like just weird and dry and they won't get the jokes because it's a parody of Russian novels but there's oh. uh, a Woody Allen movie called Love and Death yeah and and th- you don't have to have read a Russian novel to enjoy that movie any more <laughs> than you need to have seen Airport 77 to enjoy Airplane <laughs> and it's like it's just line after line is just this just brilliant where did he we- go off the rails for you out well, of curiosity, what do you have? I wouldn't say he start that he, dating his daughter. Yeah, no. well, that's problematic. But, or adopted daughter. But just, he never adopted way. her. That's just okay. That's he fair. never adopted yeah, right her. On, right it's on. still weird, but he never adopted <laughs> her. Just in in the sense of fairness. Uh, uh, Woody Allen takes this shift where, uh, he he stopped really doing comedies. Oh, you know, yeah. and so there's there's always this debate among Woody Allen fans: is is, is Annie Hall his first drama or his last comedy? Right? It's tough, and, and because it, it works it toast, on it, it works on both levels, sure. right? And so, uh, and then after that, he started to get a lot more serious. And even when he tries to get back into funny stuff, it's not that old school Woody Allen where it's lots of one liners, lots of weird non sequiturs, lots of just kind of off the wall ideas. It's a it's a little it's a lot more grounded. Sure. And so, if you know, so Annie Hall is kind of that. It still had that stuff, but it was also grounded because it was telling a very real personal story. Right. And so. I th- you know oddly enough I think you almost have to point to Annie Hall even though it's I think inarguably his best movie interesting it's it's uh like that's kind of the dividing line between old and new Woody Allen okay so it was funny I watched, I made my son the uh watch take the money and run it's a good flick and he had you know he'd never seen it. I'm like we're gonna watch this Woody Allen movie and he's just like oh. <laughs> I I'm hate like, you, Dad. I'm like, you just need to trust me. I'm like, when I've when when I've said sit down and watch this movie, how often have I been wrong? And he's like, never. I'm like, then shut your pie hole. Quit acting like your mother. And and, and, and watch. No, this seriously, movie. keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and uh, um, and uh, and and he loved it. Like he That's was going great. to school the next day. He's like, guys, you got to see this movie. Like it's so funny. That's like, so cool. Like, yeah, that is, that is a cool. Because I'm like, like, and it's so kind of like. Even it's so like out of time like it's not you know like that it's there's there really isn't anything topical except it's general conceit of like, the way this, it looks probably of this mockumentary and like the guy who does the voiceover stuff was the guy who did all that voiceover stuff back then so like in real time is it, that guy still alive no no he, he died I can't he I don't think he could be but um but like in, in real time that movie felt very. Like that's funny. It was just funny to hear some like playing it so straight. Sure. And this is pre airplane. Like he really he he did that. Like play it straight. That will make it funny. But anyway. But mm. yeah, I enjoyed year one. It's not a great wanna, movie by any stretch of the imagination. Listen to this cast. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got obviously Jack Black and Michael Sarah, uh, Oliver Platt, who I also think is underratedly funny. Yeah. I think he's very funny. David Cross. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Hank Azaria. Vinnie Jones. Christopher Mintz Plasse. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Da, da, da. Horatio Sands. Uh, Harold Ramis, obviously. And then Bill Hader is in it as well. Yeah. And it's just like, what is happening with this movie? Yeah. yeah. It's very, that's, that's funny. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people took the, took the job because they wanted to, they, it's a Harold Ramis movie. They want to work with sure. Harold Ramis. But yeah, like I said, it's it's a sloppy movie and it gets weird because it's like it's supposed to take place in biblical times and then suddenly they're cavemen. <laughs> yeah, like right. there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense and they it was 
there are clearly scenes that they just didn't know how to end. So they, there's, I remember there's one where they're fighting a snake, and then you don't even see if they win or lose this, the <laughs> battle. It's just, and they just cut to the next scene, and there's no mention of the snake ever again. <sighs> I'm like, what are we doing? But that's not why you watch a movie like no. this. So right. anyway, so, wow, good pull. So yeah, that is mine. You ain't kidding. Yeah. That is a- so uh, so anyway, there is your Thanksgiving deep fried taco. Yeah, you were welcome. Deep fried turkey um, taco. Yeah. So I guess uh, let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. Oh, this is Joe. You can follow me on Twitter at at the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you would like to continue the conversation online, chime in with one of your own deep fried tacos. I want to hear some deep fried tacos from you guys out there. Or mock us for one oh, of or ours. Mock us for ours. I think well, we you are, can't for me and Joe, but Oh, you can absolutely do it for mine. <laughs> yeah. We are <laughs> yeah. we are ripe for the <laughs> yeah. mocking. Yes. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash real spoilers or on Twitter at Real spoilers. Oh, you know what? Dan wrote in. I forgot. He mentioned that his deep fried taco was the Monster Squad. So <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure you put that out there. So. You can't recycle deep fried tacos, Dan. Sorry. Uh, but thank you for trying. We appreciate you. I you, did get a message this morning where he was like, you know, you can't do Monster Squad again. Like, Damn it. <laughs> Son of a. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. Go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously, and we greatly appreciate it. So that's it for this episode. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next wow. week. Wow. Yeah, I have no clue. Because we're recording. We recorded this in uh, in August. <laughs> yeah. So we have no <laughs> we idea. put this in the can. Yeah. We, All yeah. I know is that Star Wars is in a month, so. Yeah. yeah. It's right around the corner. We'll probably do that one. I think it's a safe bet. So <laughs> I don't know if we'll be next, but it's in a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so thanks for tuning in, and until next time, you've been warned. up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So all my lost boys, we rowdy, tell so